Hello everyone, I'm The Touring, and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Lore of the Apocalypse. On this show, I'm going to explore the lore of Werewolf the Apocalypse. With version 5 of Werewolf and a couple of official video games all right around the corner, I thought it was a great time to refresh my memory on over two decades of lore while inviting others along for the ride. If you like what I'm doing or have any questions, feel free to hit me up on either Twitter or Patreon, both of which I'm the underscore Toring, and that's T-O-E-R-I-N-G. That's enough for me, let's get to it. Hey everyone, it's the Touring here to welcome you to another special bonus edition of Lore of the Apocalypse. As you know, I was contacted by the developers behind Werewolf the Apocalypse Heart of the Forest to do a preview a few months ago. Well, last week they announced the official release date of the game, today, October 13th. Shortly after that announcement, I was contacted again and asked to do a review of the game, to which I of course agreed, and here it is. If you don't already know, Heart of the Forest is one of the two werewolf games that I mentioned in episode zero. It follows an American student named Maya, and she is searching for clues about her family in the last primeval forest of Central Europe. Heart of the Forest is an interactive visual novel, like a digital choose-your-own-adventure book, but with super cool artwork and a creepy atmospheric soundtrack that really add to the immersion and atmosphere. As I covered in my preview, the game is the first video game adaptation of, and thus heavily influenced by, the tabletop version of Werewolf the Apocalypse, with Maya having to manage her rage, willpower, and health through her actions. Sorry, Theurge fans, while the Umbra and Spirits are mentioned and somewhat seen, there is no Gnosis and I didn't find any way to step sideways. I've only had a chance to play through twice though, so who knows if it's in there, and I just haven't found it. With five different endings and over 200,000 different branches of the story, you would have to dedicate a lot of time and multiple playthroughs to really see everything that the game has to offer. During my first playthrough, I chose to answer things as I would personally, and not surprisingly, ended up as a Galliard. While I chose to go full on aggressive rage beast on the second and got Arun. I didn't survive that playthrough though. But that's okay. I went down on a blaze of glory. Both playthroughs shared a few key scenes, but beyond those story points, they played completely differently. I met and interacted with NPCs in one that I never even saw on the other, while in that playthrough I went to locations that I didn't see as an option my first time through. Overall, I think that this game is amazing on pretty much every level, but want to call out some specific areas right now. Audio. While it would be easy to just say spooky as shit and leave it at that, I want to mention that while there is no spoken dialogue, the music and sound effects that go along with each scene are fantastic. It can seamlessly shift from a calm, ambient forest soundtrack to a high-energy drum fest based on your rage level and what form you're in. Shifting into Krenos gets your blood plumping just from the soundtrack alone. Video. While I'm sure that there are a lot of people who will complain about the lack of crazy visuals in the game, I'm here to tell you to ignore those people. They are wrong, and they should feel bad. This game isn't 
about going full rage monster and battering down the building, even if you can actually do that. It's about the personal journey that Maya goes through as she digs into her family's past, the settings present, and her future. Something that personal needs to be handled in a different way, and the artwork that accompanies the story does that amazingly well. Spooky, gory, and overall gorgeous, it is everything good about Werewolf and its themes. Story. No, I'm not going to tell you what happens. Not only because I don't want to ruin it for you, but because I have a feeling that it will not be the exact same story twice in a row. I was talking to another reviewer and he mentioned an NPC that I never saw on either of my playthroughs. Well, he was stunned to find out that a different NPC died in one of mine. For a game that is designed to be played through in a few hours to have that kind of depth is amazing and well worth the 15 bucks even for one run through. The fact that they estimate you'll need a minimum of 15 hours to play through all of the storylines makes it worth two or even three times that. System. When I first heard about the game and the fact that they were going to try to mimic the World of Darkness storytelling system in a single-player werewolf game, I was a little bit skeptical. While it might be possible for a vampire game, Werewolf the Apocalypse, more than any other World of Darkness setting, is at its very core a group game. Wolves, and by extension werewolves, work in packs. They need to have others to feed off of and to support them. A lot of my fears on this were alleviated by the demo, and the full game blows them out of the water completely. By focusing on Maya the student as she becomes something else, something bigger, they really hit it out of the park. This is about as good as a werewolf game can get away from a table full of your friends. Lore. And now we come to the only real issue that I have with the game. There is a ton of lore in the game, and a vast majority of it is described brilliantly laid out not only through the dialogue but through the important words being highlighted so you can hover over them for more detail. There's a lot of tribes laid out detailed but I won't talk about most of them because they cover them very well. Instead I want to talk about the two that I felt were done a disservice. Two tribes that have very vocal fans as well as vocal opponents. The Geta Fenris and the Red Talons. Love them or hate them, they are set deeply within the lore of Werewolf. I myself am not particularly a big fan of either, but I can still appreciate their place in the setting and lore, so when they came up in the game and were drastically different from what I've seen for 25 years, I knew I had to say something. I'm not entirely sure what source they used for a basis on these two tribes, but it kind of seems like they got them a little bit jumbled up. According to the game, all Fenrir are fascists, and even though they are explicitly stated as having a strong tie to the story and the area the game is set in, you, you cannot choose to join them. As I said, I've never been a fan of the Get, but I just happen to have done a deep dive into them for my podcast, so I can very safely say that this is not true. If you want to hear that, tune in tomorrow where, by pure coincidence, it is scheduled to be released. But the short of it is that only a small portion of them were as described in the game. And to try to paint the entire 
tribe and all of its history with a brush from just that, I, I think is not correct. Now, onto the Red Talons. Of course, you can't join them since Maya is a Hamid, but you can interact with an NPC who you find out is a Red Talon and try to learn about them. I won't mention who this NPC is because I don't want to spoil it, but I will say that I was absolutely stunned that they were supposed to be a Red Talon. Looking back at their portrayal during both of my playthroughs, there is no way that character should be a Red Talon, and this disparity is made all the worse by the fact that they're supposed to be a Galliard. Maybe it's just because I concentrate on the lore so much for this podcast, but both of those decisions, both of those portrayals really grated on me. I don't think that either of those choices made me enjoy the game any less, but they did break immersion for me shortly when it came up. Anyway, in summary, regardless of a small lore blip that made this old man wince, Heart of the Forest is an amazing piece of storytelling with an immense potential for replay value. I think that it is an absolutely amazing way to introduce new players to Werewolf the Apocalypse while being deep enough of a story to fulfill the needs of more experienced veteran players. I give the game 5 howls out of 5 and highly recommend it to anybody that has played or has ever wanted to play Werewolf. With that, I'll sign off until tomorrow. Guy needs you. When will you rage? That's it for this week's episode of Lore of the Apocalypse. If you have any comments or suggestions, reach out to me on either Twitter or Patreon by searching for the underscore toe ring. Thank you all for listening, but a very special thanks goes to my patrons, Bambi Parsons, The Primogen, and Alex M. Without your support, the battle for Gaia would have already been lost.